One ticket for And Why Not, please. Episode 8 of And Why Not, the movie podcast from the nerds who haunted themselves. I'm Stuart Moraine, and this episode I was joined by Charles H. Raymond to talk about the 2016 uh, Matt Ross film, Captain Fantastic. Um, as with the Robocop episode, I've tried to edit in a couple of cl- clips from the film, and I'm also trying on this one, running the trailer before the conversation with myself and Charles, so it'll go from this to the trailer for the film, and then into the conversation. Um, the clips come in... I've tried to put them in as we talk about those particular bits, so a couple of them are quite close together, but hopefully it works. Um, Yeah, if you like it, let us know. If you don't like it, let us know. Uh, As with the Robocop episode as well, um, this episode ends with me putting the uh, 10 Bernard Pivo questions from inside the actor's studio to Charles. Uh, Like I said on that one, hopefully it's going to be a regular thing going forward, certainly for this series, and like I say, hopefully beyond as well, until we start repeating. And... um, yeah, without anything else really to add to this side of it, I shall hand you over to myself and Charles and uh, roll the trailer for the film. What we created here may be unique in all of human existence. All the way to top! We created a paradise. What we're doing out here is so incredible. Our kids are amazing. In the smell. Mom needs to be in the hospital right now. How's she doing? We're a family. This is your fault. Wesley had a disease. Wherever you are, stay there. You show up, I will have you arrested. We can't go to Mommy's funeral. We have to do what we're told. We want to see Mom. Grandpa can't impress us. Right now, this is your first real test. Remember your training. They have hot dogs. What's cola? Poison water. Well, I'm so happy that our family is together. It's all local and organic. How did you kill those chickens? With an axe or a knife? <laughs> I, there's a rotisserie chicken, so you buy it. On, it's already dead. The kids need structure. They need to go to a real school. I sincerely hope you haven't been doing what I think you've been doing. Your daughter has taught me many things just now. Will you be my wife? Unless it comes out of a book, I don't know anything! Even if they make it through whatever it is you're doing to them, they're going to be totally unprepared for the real world. And I happen to think the opposite is true. It's child abuse. It almost hit me. If I wanted to hit you, I would have hit you. Abby and I have decided that we're going to file for custody of the children. Will they take us away from you? That's possibility. Our children shall be philosopher kings. Makes me so indescribably happy. Hello, Charles. Hello, Stuart. How are you? 
I'm all right. Yourself? I'm doing really well. I'm on my second glass of wine. Excellent. So it's great. It's the best way. How's a lockdown and whatnot treating you? Um, we are antisocial people generally. <laughs> so it's about the same. I think it's more being told I cannot leave the house is affecting me more, honestly. Yeah. I can, yeah, I think it's the uh, not being able to just nip out to grab something from the shops or yeah. mindlessly pop up the toy shop with the kids to, you know, get toys for them. Yeah. <laughs> In quotation marks. Yeah. <laughs> because I have been told I cannot go out, therefore I want to go out. Yeah. But I won't. I'm, I'm quite, ha- like, like you, I'm quite anti, I'm of the antisocial ilk. I, yeah. I thrive at cons and then that's it. I go back that's... into my little burrow and... <laughs> scribble like a madman on pages ignoring the kids exactly <laughs> like a proper parent <laughs> that's that's how i believe it works yeah well i've i've not seen any difference so. <laughs> it's worked for us so far nobody's told me otherwise <laughs> <laughs> the wife occasionally shouts something but i'm sure it's not that <laughs> no of course not but it's about your figures instead exactly yeah She's saying how cool they all look. Yeah. And how she loves them yeah. spread strategically throughout the house. Yes, yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> how cool it is to live in a fucking toy shop. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's it. I'd like to point out we've got comics as well, so, you know, we cover the bases. Exactly. Plus all these films on DVD and Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible fucking collector of anything. <laughs> I used to be. I used to be, and now it's like, fine, I'll go digital. Like, See, I did that, but then it's like, oh, I'll go watch that film because it's on Netflix now. It's like, it's fucking gone. Bastards. <laughs> I'll fun. see if it's on Prime. I'm not paying £3.50 to rent the fucker when I used to own it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when I was re-watching the movie we were about to talk about, um, I was like, I swore I watched it on Amazon Prime. And I was going through it, going, it, it, it was right there. Go over to Netflix, no, it's there. Yeah, it, they seem to interchange a lot of them. Yeah. Because <laughs> I went to Prime first, because I was like, I'm sure it was on Prime. In fact, it was on my watch list for ages on Prime. I was like, fuck. I was like, I'll just check Netflix. And then if not, I'll check to see if it's on Sky or iPlayer. Yeah. But fortunately, it was on Netflix. So, But yeah, so the film that you've chosen to talk about is uh, the 2016 film Captain Fantastic. Yes. Which is not a superhero I was familiar with. No. <laughs> But but yeah, so it's, like I say, 2016, written and directed by Matt Ross, who yeah. fans of Silicon Valley will know as Gavin Belson. Yeah. And yeah, stars Viggo Mortensen, George Mackay, uh, Anne Dowd, Frank, La- uh, Frank Langella, Steve Zahn, Catherine Hine. Oh, Catherine Hahn, sorry. Um, You're very yeah. good at actors' names. I don't remember any of them apart from Viggo Mortensen. I wrote a few down, and I, I always love it when Frank Langella pops up in things, because it's like, it's the guy from Robot and Frank. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, he's done wrong. lots of other things, too, but I love Robot and Frank. Yeah. So, but yeah, so, Captain Fantastic, how yep. did you discover it? And sort of, you know, how did it come into your life? Um, it came into my life this year, in fact. It was, um, I was bored one evening and was going through Amazon Prime and Netflix and happened to crop across this movie and went, yeah, all right. Um, I, I thought the title was interesting. It had Viggo Mortensen in with a beard. Um, the best 
uh, Viggo Mortensen. Um, so I decided to get Give It Go. And yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, for me, my favourite type of movies are the ones that surprise me. Yeah. So whether it's like an uh, interesting twist um, that you didn't see coming um, or uh, especially with this one, it's you think it's about one thing um, and it kind of turns into something else. Yeah. Um, and yeah, being a father um, and this movie is very much about bringing up children, um, it kind of hit all the boxes for me. Yeah, it's it's one that I was familiar with. I remember Mark Commode reviewing it on the radio programme and thinking, that sounds really interesting. I'll have to check it out. And then I didn't watch it until you tweeted about it. Yeah. I was like, oh, I fucking, I've always meant to watch that. And um, fortunately, I watched it before I watched the trailer. The trailer very much plays it like a little Miss Sunshine kind of film. Yes. Not that that's a bad thing, but... No, I think I think that benefits it. Um, it, they were definitely sort of tapping into that market. Yeah, and I must a, admit, the... when I first watched it, and I, you've got the deer getting slaughtered, <laughs> and killed, I was like, "This might not be the film for me," because I stuff with animals and kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and it's not, you know, it's quite graphically done. Yes, yeah. yeah. You, you hear it dying very much. Oof. Okay. I was like, I might just need to check the parental guide on <laughs> IMDb before I go on. But yeah, you you soon get past that. Yes, that's that's yeah, that's such a minor part. But it's like straight. Oh, this is nice and idyllic, and then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But but yeah, so it's it's basically Viggo Mortensen lives out in the wilderness, living off the land with his kids, teaching them to survive and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, it's a, a two parents who've decided to bring their children up away from modern society. Um, I think the, the the wife Leslie sees herself as a Buddhist, um, and she you don't see her in the movie because you understand that you find out that she has bipolar, and has been and and Ben, who is um, Viggo Mortensen's character, made the difficult decision to send her off to try and get some help, um, and so it's 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 him continuing these these. Um, chores of, of bringing up his children is it's 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 things like as i said hunting and like athletics and critical reading and and weapon training and things like that so that weapon training yes <laughs> brutal <laughs> <They're> just stabbing <laughs> each other. obviously it's not with <laughs> yeah the, 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 just... dangerous enough weapons but yeah <laughs> like stabbing stabbing back <laughs> well so, yeah they're, 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 he's teaching his, his his kids with little like sticks they're like you know go for the kidneys and the, the little littlest one is like well if you want to kill someone don't you go for the heart and it's like yes you could do that <laughs> so yeah it, it's, it's 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 all played um positively and you think this movie is like against the you know they 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 that is against the system yeah yeah it very much it could have easily slipped into that liberal sort of peace and love kind of 
Yeah. Yeah, kind Family of like, living off the land, this is the right way to live. Yeah, away with your technology your head around with its with its its opinion. But and it's because it does do a very good balance of you're kind of with him, but at the same time, there's moments where you're like, this guy's fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's you know, I don't know if we're jumping ahead. That's what I love about the movie is how it toes the line perfectly between the two points of view. Yeah. It never ever says one is the definite right answer. No, because it'd be very easy in a film like that, in less skilled hands, to play up like the Frank Langella character or the Steve Zahn character characters as the villains of the piece, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And to to begin with, they kind of like it's 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 the it's um, Ben's wife's grandparents were more made, mostly her father is in re, sort of initially portrayed as the villain yeah um yeah you're very much set up to hate him aren't you yeah. <laughs> with sight unseen kind of thing yes exactly so what, what you, you find out so ben goes into town to find out how his wife is doing and he's found out that she's killed herself um and from that um her father blames Ben for her death and yeah. says that he can't, you know, him and his family can't go to the funeral. And it kind of sets off the story. Yeah, and he fully intends not to go. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he respects those wishes um, until the kids. And what I sort of love about that character, about Ben is how matter-of-fact he is with his kids. Yeah. Nothing's ever sugar-coated. So when he has to go and make that, like, impossible thing of telling them that their mother is dead, it's just, she she's dead, she killed herself. That and, scene is so beautifully done as well. Yeah. They're all, like, oh, understandably, all the kids are sobbing. You've got, um, what's the, the, the angry teen's name? Relian. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. Like grabbing a knife, and he's he, he goes up to Ben like he wants to stab him. He blame he he already blames Ben for for Leslie's death, and he just starts wading into a, a a wooden wall with his knife instead. Um, that whole that whole scene is just kind of puts you on the edge of your seat a little bit. But also, it's just so mortifying. Yeah, <laughs> but he well, just plays it like Ben just plays it straight there's no like there's no emotion there it's just, if there is emotion it's just it's it's strength if yeah it's, it's it's strength for the benefit of the kids kind of thing without hiding his feelings like he's yeah. you can he's repressing that he just does want to break down is my interpretation of the performance and that bit yes. but obviously the being the father of children you can't break down when they're breaking down kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. But it's the way the little one's just like daddy and just hugs him. Yes. Oh, I know. Yeah. And especially after the earlier thing where he said why she's in hospital and they're throwing back at him, you know, you always said the hospitals are yeah, this and this, and you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's all yeah. big, big companies living it's off pharmaceuticals. Business. Yes. <laughs> and all that. Because those kids are superb. You genuinely believe that they are a family who have been living out there 
and I think they did like a two week boot camp together kind of thing. Yes. What? Yeah. I'd sort of read and heard in interviews and that, but yeah. it was like, generally it was like by going, them as going, a family. Going going back to the, the the first scene with them hunting the deer, they're not just hunting a deer; they are camouflaged like from head to toe in mud. <laughs> they're, they're, they're doing this hardcore, you know, and and he's you know he's he's teaching his kids like quantum entanglement and um, like Marxist beliefs and all, all political beliefs and and history and just very deep deep things. Yeah, you know. And, and brutally as well, the rock climbing scene. Oh, yeah. It's like he won't go down to help him. No, no, no. Is it Relian waxes, waxes yeah. hand? No, he breaks it, but he definitely um, hurts his hand and he makes him um, just get on with it. Like, no, no one's, no one's going to save you. And it's... It's, I don't think I could be a strong enough parent to do that with my kids. God no, <laughs> God no. <laughs> uh. But it's but but to begin with, it's it is it's portrayed as strength. Yeah, as the strength of, as, of a parent being able to do that and bring his children up in this way, um, away from what he believes is bad for them. Yeah, and it's and it's not just that he allows them to challenge him. Yes. If they, you know, they'll listen to his point of view, he'll listen to their counter-arguments kind of thing. Absolutely. It's not that he's just like, no, you can't do this. Of course not, no. But he goes because he's, he's taught his, his children to be critical thinkers, so they can develop opinions on their own. It's like with um, his eldest, Bo, um, doesn't he calls him a Marxist, but then Bo's like, I'm not a Marxist anymore, I'm a Moist. Yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> he's he's read things and has developed his own opinion and what he believes in. But yeah, it's just again, it's the Viggo Mortensen character in a different film would be played as the the bad guy yeah. without changing anything. Really, you could easily have him as the abusive father. It could have been yeah. a story about these kids being rescued, kind of thing. Yeah, but this genuinely love, genuine love in his performance. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no, he, he truly believes what he is doing for them is correct, and he loves them. Yeah. That's the thing. He's not doing it out of any malice whatsoever. It's... No, and it's even when, I'm jumping all over the place a bit, but even when he chooses to leave them with the grandparents. Yeah. Which is, a, again, another heartbreaking scene, and just him yeah. shave, shaving off his beard in the petrol station it's all in yeah. that performance there's no dialogue in that at all no no shaves beard off like getting rid of the old like the old hymns old him and carries on without them so to but, speak yeah that's it it's so yeah so they as we keep jumping so obviously <laughs> finds out the wife's dead and then he chooses to even though he knows it's not what his wife would have wanted he chooses not to go to the funeral to let her parents bury her the way they want rather than the way yeah. she wants. She's being being a bit of she wants to be cremated and for be for her funeral to be a celebration for them to be dancing and songs. Um, but her parents are, I think, Catholic. So it's so what they have planned for her is a very much a um, you know, in a coffin, buried in the ground, um, as as Ben put it, like a a, a, a priest just half knowing her through conversations with the grandparents giving a sermon or 
uh, giving a speech not knowing who this person is. That's it. I mean, to be fair, it's a tough sell, even if they liked him, to be like, yeah, we're going to, she wants to be cremated, then she wants to be flushed down a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it's genius, though. I love that. I, I love her idea. It's like, um, as soon as your mind is gone, your body is useless. Yeah. It's it's nothing. So burn it and flush it down the loo. <laughs> but it's just like I say, even if your in-laws loved you like in their own child kind of thing, that'd be a tough sell. <laughs> I do, I do find it like a point I, I, I found really, really crazy is how, cause it was in her will, what she wanted, how that can't being that being in the will was not legally enforceable. Yeah. But, but your, what you own and what money you have and things and giving that to people that that's, you know, strictly legally binding, but how yeah. you want to go isn't. This is like an outside thought. I find that I found it quite heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's very frustrating that sort of thing. It's again, it could have played that whole thing could have been a big legal battle movie kind of thing that would have yes. just frustrated you up and then got you to a predictable sort of ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, luckily, it's not that movie. No, no. <laughs> it's very. It's not the movie you expect it to be. Even knowing sort of more about it going in it's definitely not the movie i expected it to be like I say the trailer plays it very much in that leans more comedy than drama kind of thing like yes, a little it's, miss sunshine it's like yeah like you said little miss sunshine so it's that indie kind of feel good sugar-coated kind of not to say that's bad like i love little miss sunshine but you go into that movie expecting it to be that and it goes so many different places than that and yeah it's like, the tonal it's like, shifts are yeah constant and incredibly well done they're not abrupt tonal shifts they no. feel very real yes and you can go from a moment of tragedy to comedy and yeah. then back again without sort of missing a beat kind of thing yeah it all works it all works so well um like the, the tonal shift um like what you mentioned before with it could be played as Ben being the villain, being the the being a child abuser, um, but that's that is brought up in the movie, very much so. Yeah, it's it's brought up because they on the way to the funeral, they see it's Leslie's sister and her husband, um, and they're sitting around the dinner table, and um, her sister and husband have two kids of their own. Um, who are, you know, normal kids, let's call them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, on their phones. Um, but, like, Ben is happy for his six kids to have wine um, and they have, like, deep conversation that would be above, like, over the head of the other two kids. Yeah. And, like... Um, the sister is like flabbergasted by this, you know, thinking of what he's doing by giving them wine. That's ridiculous. Kids don't have wine. <laughs> and the whole conversation about how did you kill these chickens? Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're rotisserie. They're, they're, they're already there. You buy it cooked. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Because but... obviously these kids would think about how their food was killed. Yeah. <laughs> It's the thing where they're in the diner as well, where they're just looking at the menu. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, they are both. What's cola? Poison water. <laughs> and and when they're in in the in the bus, because this is the how they travel with the bus called Steve. Um, he's they're hungry, so okay, everyone look out the window for something to hunt. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he tries and, to get him to kill the sheep, doesn't he? Yeah, just just, just no like, sport running away. <laughs> Angry, what one of you should have killed the fucking sheep? <laughs> but and the whole conversation about sex, and then he gives her the joy of sex book. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and just her face when she's looking at it. Yes, so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's that's kind of an important bit because, like, instead of uh, he decide they they celebrate something called Noam Chomsky, Chomsky yeah. Day, it's basically humanitarian, and it's like it's their Christmas, let's say. And their presents for all of them are weapons, <laughs> like big meaty weapons, <laughs> which at the time is played like humorous. is It's not it's not a comedy, but it's played like yes, he would do that. That's yeah. fine. Um, but then later down the line, like the grandfather literally like lays it out like you got them weapons. That's not okay. And that's what I love about the tonal shifts there. Like you're going through the movie kind of convinced that what he's doing is, is okay. And then on the other side, you have characters telling him like, no, this is ridiculous. You, you know, how, how did Relium break his hand? Um, why are you giving them weapons? You stole stuff from a shop. You, you know, you're teaching them to steal. Yeah, it's, that seems a, I've seen in the shops a bit. That was the only thing that sort of didn't sit right with me. It felt it just flat. felt, a, yeah, it felt a little bit added on for the sake of adding yeah. it on, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though I did, I did like, like after it was like, okay, how could we've done that better? You know, yeah. Okay, don't go through all the same exit at the same time. Um, <laughs> meet the up mission debriefs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but. Yeah, that was sort of the only bit that stuck out as a little bit clunky for me. Yeah. Um, like, I think because I didn't know what type of movie it was at the time as well. Yeah. Upon first watching, it was like, okay, so you got health issues as well? I, I kind of believed it for a split second. Yeah, I don't know if it plays better on a second viewing. Yeah. Um, I think I, I watched, yeah, because I watched it for a second time yesterday. And I think knowing what it is, it does because... He is it's, it's straight after the diner scene where yeah. it's like, there's no food. We're going to go somewhere where there's real food. And obviously he's not going to give money to, as he called, big uh, big business. So like, yeah. wherever they've gone. Um, so it, it, it makes sense based on his character. But again, how it is played is still a little slapstick, as I said. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a perfectly fine scene. It just within the context of the whole film sort of jarred mm. a little bit for me. But but yeah, it, uh, like you say though, he's he's not going to give money to big business. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, that whole and the thing with the um, higher patrolman who pulls them over and then they all pretend they're like a Christian children. Oh, I see. I love that because that's like the. I, I find he, despite being against what the grandfather believes in and what a lot of people believe in, there's still a level of respect there. Yeah. But not when it comes to religion. Yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> so um, that that scene where they're pretending to be just like um, um, some religious um, like sect, like and then start singing and, and praising and, 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 and trying to indoctrinate the police officer just to scare him off. Um, it's, it's, it's so funny. Kind of, that's how he sees religion, like all religion, well, it's not all religions, but things like Christianity and things like that. Yeah. C- certainly organized religion. Yeah. Yes. But, but even like Buddhism, he, they, I think he makes a point to say that they never saw it as a religion, but as a way of life. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I uh, like I say, and then like you say, they go and stay with the sister, and yeah, look, there's, there's, which there's I that. kind of thought with Viggo Mortensen with his beard and the way he talks, I was like, him and Steve Zahn with a beard could be brothers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they've got the same sort of inflection. Like one's the cool, tough brother, and one's the Steve Zahn brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's there's that great scene there where. Um, they, I think it's the, the, the day after the, the, the meal and they finally say to Ben, like, these kids need to be in school. They're, they need to be, you know, what you're teaching them, they need to be protected, like children, their brains need to be yeah. protected from these sorts of things. Um, and then he calls down their two kids and just asks them what's the Bill of Rights. And one of them can't answer, one of them gives a very brief answer. I'm sorry, but your, your kids are with, without a mother now. I don't think you have any idea what you're doing to them. I'm you... saving their lives. That's what I'm doing. Ben, you sound so ridiculous. Is knowing how to set a broken bone or how to treat severe burn ridiculous? Knowing how to navigate by the stars in total darkness? That's ridiculous. How to identify edible plants, how to make clothes from animal skins, how to survive in the forest with nothing but a knife? That's ridiculous to you? Jesus. They have the cardiovascular and muscular endurance levels of elite athletes. Who cares? They're children. They need to go to school. They need to learn about the world. Justin, Jackson, would you please come down here for a second? What? How old are you now, Jackson? 13. Can you tell me what the Bill of Rights is? Um, what something costs, I guess. It's a good guess. Justin, you're in high school? Do you like it? Cool. It's whatever. Do you know what the Bill of Rights is? It's a government thing, right? Like, rights that people have in America and stuff. Yep. Hey, Saja? Yeah? Would you please come down here a moment, sweetie? I wanted to ask you a quick question. Saja just turned eight, by the way. The Bill of Rights. Amendment 1. Congress should make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of... Stop. Regurgitating memorized amendments isn't what I'm asking for. Just tell me something about it in your own words. It's not the Bill of Rights. We'd be more like China. Here, at least, we don't have a war on the searches. We have free speech. Citizens are protected from cruel and unusual punishments. That's enough. Are protected... Wait a minute. Saja, how would you characterize the 2010 Supreme Court decision on Citizens United? Corporations have the same rights as people, so there's no spending limit on candidates, which means 
A country is ruled by corporations and their lobbies to fund candidates and command their fealty by demanding... Jesus Christ. You made your point. We get it. It's very impressive. All of you. And um, I loved that bit because it would be very easy for him to be condescending to those kids. He's not at all. That's he's not. Thing. He's like, that's, that's a good guess. Yeah, good, good guess. Absolutely. Um, but then he calls down his eight, eight-year-old and it's like, it was a bill of rights. She starts... Is he, I can't remember if it's the he or the she. Um, Zaja, I think uh, the yeah. name is. Um, but starts listening and it's like, okay, now tell me what you think about it. And again, gives this amazing critical answer of 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 like how it protects them and and everything. And this coming out of an eight year old's mouth, yeah. and just to prove that these children know so much. Um, just as like uh, you know, I'm I'm doing the right thing here. Yeah. And you, again, like, you kind of go with that. It's like those kids yeah. are smart. They are very yeah. book smart. And then as you find out with the George Mackay character, um, yeah. Bo, he's not world smart at all. No. He's not prepared for anything. The whole thing. I love the thing with um, the girl who's Missy Missy Powell's daughter. Yeah, yeah. And the thing where he panics and proposes. <laughs> I, I love how they, they think take, it's a joke yeah i love how they take it as a joke because it could have been like oh god he's a creep let's get out of it and be kind of malicious but the movie is never like that but how genuinely heartbroken he is when they i know think it's a joke yes and you can see it he's heartbroken but at the same time his brain's ticking over trying to work out what the fuck just happened <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's almost midnight I sincerely hope you two lovebirds haven't been doing what I think you've been doing. I know what you think, but I know that your daughter has taught me many things just now. She has broadened my mind. She has helped me grow. When we just kissed for the first time just then, it, the endorphins that your daughter sent through my body were like dolphins swimming through my bloodstream. The way she has opened me up, she has penetrated deep inside of me, and I know that I have penetrated deep, deep inside of your daughter. And been, not, not like that. I would love to, want, when is necessary, for I, I want kids someday. Not right now, of course, but when you're ready, when, when I'm ready, because I think this should be a shared decision. This is a decision that we should make together. But when you are ready, I will be ready. I am ready for you, if you will have me. Claire. What's your last name? McCune. Claire McCune. Will you be my wife? <laughs> <laughs> okay, funny man. I'm sure your dad's waiting up. Is, is that is is that when he, he goes and like you, you know you've done the wrong thing? You all you've done is made made us book smart, but we don't know anything about the real world. Yeah, and that's so he, that's where it that, to he did, that he applied to um, colleges like Harvard and Brown and got in. That's it. His, his mum had um, made him. Yes, wife. his mum helped him do it, and, um, which is like, a very interesting right, point. Yeah. Um, and uh, sort of when it all comes to head, it starts to boil over a little bit with the thing in the campsite. Yes. <laughs> which also has one of the best lines of the film of the, it's a penis, and the population's got one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, full frontal Viggo Mortensen. <laughs> <laughs> very unexpected, but... <laughs> 
But weirdly, Oscar nominated twice, both times when he got his little Vigo Morton tonight. Hey. <laughs> I don't I'm know what he has to do to win, months. but. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, to... but no, like I say, that whole thing, and then you see. Because, I mean, I'm not great in those social situations either, but I, I can survive better than that. Well, that's it. He doesn't know how. To how to talk to other people you see quite you you see it quite early at the beginning of the movie when they're out to get supplies oh he Uh, tells them to go and talk to the girls yeah and he just doesn't know how no no clue whatsoever how to deal with the outside world that's it because he can't even do small talk yeah and they talk about music yeah music is about back you know he (laughs) he is it's interesting because he he brings up his favorite um, I can't remember the top of my head what it is. But then during Leslie's funeral, you find out that that was her favourite as well. So he's just reciting, like, what he knows. Yeah. Um, well, it's very much as a young child, your favourite music is generally your parents' favourite music. And then yeah, you grow absolutely. into your own, don't you, kind Especially, of thing. Especially, like, if you're an 18-year-old and that's all you've heard. Yeah. You know? So in that that sort of respect, they are very is is very regressive. He hasn't been able to find himself. He doesn't know who he is as a person. They only know who they are based on what Ben has taught them. That's it, and that's sort of where the seeds start to sow a little bit for Ben, I think. Yeah. Where he does question, you know, is he an abusive father kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Because when Frank Langella's laying all that out for him, yes. you can see it in his, that he's like, shit, am I that? She did yeah. go up on the roof, she did fall, she could have died. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, when because what, what you find out that, that it's, it's interesting because um, Rel, who's basically the angry teenager, um, and he's played as the angry teenager, and it's interesting that actually he's angry because maybe he doesn't believe in what his father is teaching them. I think it's part of it. And he's the first one to kind of question it. And he decides to go and run away to live with the grandparents because they've literally, after the funeral, offered to take, well, they, they, offered, they said they're going to take them. Yeah. They want to take them and raise them how they believe they should be raised. Um, so he runs away and then... Um, they go to to rescue him and his daughter falls off the roof and almost dies essentially i think in in the hospital is like it was millimeters for her even down for her from her either being paralyzed or dead and yeah. that's the moment where he's like oh okay um yeah maybe he is being a, an abusive father absolutely but it, it... I must admit, the Rillian character, I find it tricky to warm to because he's Henry Bowers from the It films. Of he is. I was like, he's got that face that I want to punch and I don't know why because <laughs> he's not a particularly, you know, he's a little bit obnoxious but in no way more than a child that age would be. And I was yeah, like, what is it about yeah. him? And then I was like, oh, fuck, he's Henry Bowers, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why I didn't warm to that character is because he was just the angry teenager. Yeah. And it felt, like, stereotypical. But I think it plays out like, differently. Yeah, definitely. But it's that weird thing of once you associate yeah. him with one character kind of thing. That's it. That's all that person so is. I, I do like... wonder if I hadn't seen the It films, whether it would have felt slightly differently towards him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just fucking leave him. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, like a proper party parent. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just write this child off. Yes. <laughs> Got five more. <laughs> but but yeah, so they sort of, you know, eventually make it and rock up at the funeral and yeah. it does not go to plan. No, he 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 stands up, he makes, you know, he reveals how she wants how she wished um to be uh, her funeral to be um he's obviously like thrown out um and that's when the the grandfather's like i'm going i want to take your kids we, we're going to look after them um and rail runs away they save him and as you said that's when being Morrison like ben questions you know what he has been doing and comes to the difficult decision of yes I've got to. I, I should leave them with 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 them. That's it. Because again, it would have been easy to play that Frank Langella character as the straight up villain. Yeah. As the uh, you know the grandfather from over the top kind of thing. Absolutely. Which thematically, is very similar. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but then you get the scene of him with the kids, sort of doing the training with them. Yeah, absolutely. He's you can tell he's actually a really, really good parent. I said he's Very a good nice parent. warm character. Yeah, it's a nice and even with Figo Mortensen after the confrontation, even during yeah. the confrontation, he's not unreasonable with him. Not at all. They shake hands, there there is there is no there's no hatred there. There is um differences of opinion and he sh- strongly believes what Ben is doing is wrong and will um, change that. Yeah, and to a degree, rightly thinks yeah, that what Ben is absolutely. doing is wrong. It's, 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 for me, it was just, it was that scene where he explains what he's been doing to his kids when yeah. when the grandfather says that because it's it's played so normal throughout the movie. You kind of you're on Ben's side for a lot of it. There are moments where you question things, but I think I question them more in a second viewing than I did in my first viewing. Yeah. Um, and it's as soon as he comes out and says, you got them knives, you got them stealing, you can't, you know, you got them breaking bones and things like that. That's when you think, oh, yeah, no, he's doing something. Yeah, this this is wrong. <laughs> That's it. Again, it would have been very easy to play that purely on the he is right Viggo Mortensen Ben is right yeah and you know everybody else is wrong Uh, the film doesn't have that agenda and it also doesn't do that him questioning because it would have been also easy to be that film where he starts to see the world differently to how he perhaps perceived it yeah and it's a whole film about him questioning whether he's right or wrong yeah it's a very small but important element of the film yeah he he still believes in modern world modern life is rubbish so to speak um but he generally thinks that maybe his kids could and should grow up in that world yeah because he's not wrong everything he says about the world is true absolutely (laughs) it's just (laughs) but it's the world we've got that's it you know (laughs) You, you kind of can't hide away off the grid and it, yeah, that's it. It's yeah, you can't, you know, risk yeah. your children's lives just to prove a point, kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's there's a middle ground, maybe a limb. Yeah, <laughs> I think like for me, the most heartbreaking part of the movie, 
and it, it's hinted throughout the whole thing and it's mentioned like as i said the grandfather blames ben for leslie's death and then eventually ben admits that yes it was his fault yeah and that's yes, you and, only and, see leslie sort of in flashes yes of his memory kind of thing so exactly very well, much he's, he's dreaming or imagining it or something it's never and very much you know that's where the captain fantastic comes from yes not, not the elton john album um, <laughs> it's, it's her calling him captain fantastic yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's such, it's such a i think it's such a clever title because you do you think he's the superhero yeah you go into the movie thinking he's he's great he's doing the right thing this is how the movie's going to be and it's not he's in a way he's the anti-hero there he very much is because it's very much you could look at it from the point of view of it is a man who has robbed his children of a childhood yeah they they have a childhood but it's not the childhood a child maybe should have yeah exactly no no six-year-old should have a collection of dead animals <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so he's cutting a rat up and there's just skulls and bones everywhere in his little in his little hut his hat is very much still an animal (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah it's uh it's it walks that fine line really nicely it's um like i said it could have easily gone one of it could have been really twee yes in that because it has that feel of the late 90s early 2000 indie film movement yeah oh very much so So and like i said it could have it walks that fine line where it could have very easily slipped into yeah. let's pop an indie soundtrack on it and <laughs> instead they have cigarettes that's it yeah. <laughs> and market it to the uh, little miss sunshine crowd yeah yeah but um and yeah like i say it's it could have very easily been done as a black and white movie in terms of he is right they are wrong yeah boo hiss <laughs> Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, instead it's it's just respectful to both sides of the argument, and it sort of never pushes too hard one way or the other. Um, then both sides are right and both sides are wrong in a way. Yeah, yeah, it's it's about moderation at the end of the day, yeah, isn't it? It's... Exactly. Um, I think that's what makes the. Uh, I'm interested in what you think about the final scene. The breakfast scene. Well, to, to that that whole bit after he's left the kids and he's he's shaved his beard off and he gets out of his 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 bus and he's sitting there in front of the candle and then his kids come out of the bus and then you have them all, you know, Bo decides not it seems seemingly Bo doesn't go to college he goes off travelling and the grandparents aren't there but he's he you know he's he's seeing them off at the airport yeah um, and yes then you get to the scene where they've they, they're still on this farm but they have a house. They're having breakfast. The kids are seemingly, you know, the kids are going to school now. And I don't think that scene is real because, as is, like, the grandparents aren't anywhere involved at all. And I, it, it, it just feels so. Because I, I, one thing I missed in that scene is like they, they go and get the mum. Yeah. They go dig up her body. They give her the burial that they need, that, that she wants. Uh, the, um, a cremator just she wanted yeah. they go and flash it down a loo and it feels so sweet and so um sort of kind of ludicrous in a way that yeah gets away with it and it I felt thought like... about it that way i thought about it more from the there's an interesting follow-up to this film where the grandparents realize the kids have gone <laughs> <laughs> exactly and then and maybe I... they question whether she did 
kill herself or whether something more suspicious has gone on. So they go to exhume the body, find out that's gone. <laughs> Captain Fantastic 2. <laughs> <laughs> the Reckoning. <laughs> but I don't know, because I was so emotionally invested in that, because when he left the kids, obviously, same with yeah. you, as a parent, it's like I couldn't imagine, even no. if I was doing it for the right reason, leaving yeah. my kids and knowing I could possibly not see them again for a very yeah. long time. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, as, as much as I like to call my kids, you know, every name under the sun sometimes. <laughs> you still love them. There's also <laughs> days where I couldn't, I can't imagine being away from them just while I've gone to work sometimes, kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, so that... I think, I think it's, it's just how the scene plays out, because the kids, yeah. it feels like the kids suddenly appear on the bus and come out and like, right, we're going to do it. And yeah. it, feels, it feels directed differently. There's a lot of more sort of more it seems very mystical the soundtrack kind of goes a little bit like a bit more out there there's a lot of like sunlight and there's this the scene where they're um burning the body and she they start singing sweet child of mine yeah it's like well these are kids who haven't been brought up it, with that type of music that's very true and it just feel it, it feels as although that... I, I do like to imagine that possibly ben and leslie would have brought that. That was that. That was the one band. Guns and Roses, the one band they could listen to. Because <laughs> obviously they were brought up with that sort of thing, yeah. so they possibly incorporated into their life in their own yeah. sort of way. But yeah, but then you have the scene near the beginning of the movie where they're around the campfire and they're making yeah. it up themselves. Yeah. Um. It just it just felt very not what the movie was going for me it felt as though it's not what the movie was going for it felt as though yeah I, I suppose i don't really know how you'd end it because like i say when he left the kids i was like shit where is this actually going now yeah it can't end like that i know it's I, not it makes it more interesting it's not a though <laughs> feel good film in the traditional sense of feel good film but at the same time yeah and like i say you've got that scene which is really emotional then you've got him shaving off the beard which is really emotional yeah and then his wonderful thing that sort of i'm not gonna lie sort of made me tear up a bit with the you know my face is mine yeah my little bird it's me i'm sorry i didn't know what to do i'm sorry if i made it worse My face is mine. My hands are mine. My mouth is mine. But I'm not. I'm yours. And that's such a beautiful piece of writing, and it's so beautifully delivered by Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. And... And it also really highlights why the fuck is Viggo Mortensen in more stuff, especially after Lord of the Rings. I mean, it's partly by his design, I think, but because he's yeah. got very little interest in doing just anything that doesn't blockbuster fare yeah, kind exactly. of thing. Yeah, he's happy doing these smaller indie flicks. But it's like he should be in more. Yeah, because <laughs> I can't <laughs> picture anybody else in that part. He's our next Adam Warlock, maybe. <laughs> Well, he would 
fit perfectly in a Marvel thing. He's got yeah, that chiseled face. Yeah, he's he's done Lord of the Rings. He'd be you know he's absolutely fine being in, in. He would be absolutely fine being in a movie like that. But he just obviously that does not interest him. That's it. If you're like he's in Captain Fantastic, a superhero movie, you're like, I can see it. Yeah, yeah. But like I say, I can't see anybody else playing Ben having watched the film. I can't no, see anybody oh. else in any of the other parts either. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, those 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 kids who are, I think most of them are relatively unknowns are fantastic. Yeah, because I think it was George Mackay is probably the best known of the kids, and that's in retrospect with 1917 this year and that yeah. last year, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, but but yeah, it's like I say, that whole ending is emotional. So I think I was, of course, quite happy to have the happy ending, but certainly yeah. on a second viewing with that in mind. Yeah, I do. I do think the happy ending was there on a purpose. I don't think they put it there because the studio said they had to have a happy ending. No, I, I think it was there as as the intended. As like, intended, I, but I don't necessarily think it was real. I think that's that. I think it's maybe him coming up with a compromise in his head of how it could go, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, that doesn't feel satisfying for me, but then... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm okay, like, I'm, I'm weird because I'm, I'm okay with movies like that, movies that end with... Like that, they don't give you the answer. I am, unless it's like parents and kids. It's like I won't accept that it's still he's still in a dream at the end of Inception. <laughs> no, that thing definitely fucking wobbles. He got back to his kids. Yes, <laughs> but again, it's that film where you're so invested in him getting back to his kids, and with this one as well, you're so invested in him finding that balance of living the life he has chosen. Yeah. But in a way that isn't damaging for his kids. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, but look, like I say, that ending does also raise more questions than. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they, they suddenly stealing a body. <laughs> and, you know, the grandparents made it, very, particularly Frank Langella, made it perfectly clear that, you know, the kids were better off with him. Yeah, doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that be like the kids are like. No, we want to go with dad, and he's like, yeah, fine, go on. Then. Okay, yes, cool. I see. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. But, but yeah, I suppose without like seeing what their involvement is in that sort of future, yeah. it's. But, but yeah, but I mean, you, you can play it either way. If you want the happy ending, it's there. Exactly. Exactly. If you want. <laughs> if you want that bitty sweet kind of. <laughs> he slit his throat having shaved. Yeah, that was this my initial his dying thought. Vision that was my initial thought, and I was like, "No, that's too dark, too like, dark." <laughs> like I say, once he left the kids, I generally didn't know where it was going to go. Yeah, because beyond like a twee montage of the kids settling into a new life and him back in the woods, yeah, kind of thing. Because where would it go? He'd, know, he'd eventually die, wouldn't he? Because <laughs> without his kids, just living out in the wilderness. Exactly. He'd either become crazy John Rambo Herbert, man. <laughs> okay, that's Captain Fantastic too. <laughs> the reckoning. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it's definitely it's got that nice. It's not all neatly wrapped up with a bow. No. There is that. There are enough open-ended things that. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, just it's interesting. That I had one point about how I thought it was and how you thought it was but that yeah. makes it an even more interesting movie honestly it hasn't said this is a definitive answer that's it you know, no it's, no, it's whatever you take from it there's there's nothing less satisfying than a story that ends and it's like neat bow 
Yep. It's like no, because I can't be doing with these people that are like, well, it wasn't explained in the film. It's like, <sighs> yes, in certain cases that is true. If it's like, yes, but, when you're coming to Star Wars, <laughs> yeah, and they don't explain that about <laughs> key important things yeah. to the plot, whereas <laughs> this is more there's, key there's, important there's things no to extended your extended universe to read here. Yeah, which <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I I grew up on extended universes, so. Yeah, well, for comic fans, you know as a rule that you're going to have to <laughs> commit and go back several issues to find out the relevance of this one piece of rock here. <laughs> but but no, it's a film like this would have been very unsatisfying with a neat little bow. Where, you know, he packs them off to school and the grandparents are in the house next door or whatever. Or, you know, they're in a little shack at the end of their garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also where my head did think it was going to go at one point. <laughs> like they've just built a little hut at the end of, you yeah, know, far yeah. corner of their land. <laughs> and I was like, that'd be shit. Unfortunately, they didn't do that. Yeah, or, exactly. or did they? And it just didn't pan back far enough. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? <clears throat> it, it the fact it doesn't expli explicitly state anything. It's the big swooping helicopter. Interpretation. Which I suppose that would be the only way you could get around the grandparents' angle. Is that yeah. They would just let him live on the land somewhere. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So they can keep an art there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, honestly, if, 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 if the mother's body's gone missing, they're going to go to him straight away. And his kids go to school now, so obviously they're going to know where they are. It's like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can only assume that they just filled that grave up nicely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that movie thing of how easy is it to steal a body? Because I imagine it takes a long time to dig them out, especially with shovels. <laughs> I think one of, one of the kids was using their hands as well. <laughs> just then you've got to do the whole pulley system to lift the coffin out. It's like, it's really... I imagine if you tried so... it in real life, you'd get caught Like when the next funeral came in the next day. And you're still, yeah, there. still digging. <laughs> but it's, it's best not to think about these things. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but... No, it's uh, like I say, it's superb. It's all really well played. I love the Frank Langella thing with the where he fires the arrow at him. Well, I mean, actually, that's quite interesting because the, the grandfather is like pro hunting, obviously. Yes. So this is still, it's still an skilled in as a hunter, exactly, and it's still something he, like, that the kids are in like know how to do and interesting, yeah, uh, interested in. So there's still that common ground. Well, yeah, because when he's got um, Henry Bowers with him, yeah, do playing a hunting game on a big screen TV. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, but it's it's a nice contrast of you know, everything they hate, but are sort of tempted by. Yeah, and because uh, all the kids kind of go with it for a bit, don't they? And then I yeah. think they, most of them get to the. It'd be nice to visit, but. Absolutely. But. But no, I yeah, I, I like the happy ending. But I also I do like your thing as well. Yeah. So that's something I've not even because I sort of did a deep dive afterwards. It's yeah. Never come up in any of the things I've seen. No, I had a quick look to see if anyone brought that up, and it was like, okay, just me. So <laughs> <laughs> something like that is is like okay, at least one person would have thought of it. And I didn't hear anything, so I'm no doubt wrong about it. But that's how I want to take it. Perhaps that's the fantastic of him. Yeah. He has this fantasy at the end. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> as he finally gets caught for stealing that stuff from the shop and is in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Makes the mistake of popping back there. <laughs> <laughs> Goes out the back exit to where all the staff are. <laughs> hey, hold on a second. <laughs> Aren't you the heart attack guy? <laughs> oh no, he shaved his beard. They won't recognise him. No, that's very true. <laughs> I genuinely thought he was going to go the full shave the beard, cut the hair, oh, be in a no. suit and tie kind of job. Oh, God. <laughs> Actually, but, yeah, I think part part of me felt as though, yeah, he would just become a slave to the man, so to speak. That's it, corporate banker or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Glad he didn't go there. Yeah. He was still very much a man of his beliefs. But, that's what I mean. I, d- I don't know how it could have ended really <laughs> beyond what we got <laughs> exactly yeah whether it was real or not it was still probably the best ending it was the compromise i i think it's the yeah it gives you the if you want to believe it's this you can believe it if you want to read something else into it yeah because like you say you make a very good case for it with the whole sweet child of mine thing and yeah everything sort of shifts a little bit more and that element possibly is slightly more twee than the rest of the film yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, and he's got a uh, Jackson t shirt on at the end, isn't he? Not a Michael Jackson, a, um, is it Jesse Jackson? Uh, Jesse, yeah, Jesse Jackson, yeah. Um, 88 or whatever it says on it, yeah. Because I think from what I read, Vigo Mortensen campaigned for him at the time, so that was his own t shirt. <laughs> That's amazing. So, because I think there's that, and I think the shirt he wears at the funeral is the same shirt he wore in Indian Runner. Oh, okay. Or something, or it was the shirt he wore at his wedding. Yeah. Or some one of those. There was a couple of conflicting things. Yeah. Because some of them on IMDb, and then if I can't back it up somewhere else, I tend not to believe the IMDb one. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and those in. That's it. Because <laughs> there's plenty on IMDb that's just bumkers. As much fun <laughs> as they are to read sometimes. But, but yeah, no, it's, like I say, it's interesting, and I wasn't aware until after, and I googled Matt Ross, that it was the same Matt Ross from Silicon Valley. Yes. Which surprised me, and doing a dive on that, he sort of lived in a commune, nothing like that. No. Kind of thing, but, you know, I think in one of the interviews he said that he slept in a teepee in the summer, and (laughs) and all that sort of thing, and um. Yeah, and again, I just always see him as Gavin Belson, so it really yeah. threw me for a bit. So, <laughs> Gavin Belson wrote this? Hey, they have, they have actors of talent as well. Well, I mean, he was in Face Off, so... Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but, but no, like I say, I, it's one I'd been meaning to watch for a while. Yeah. It'd been on my radar. Say, I remember it coming out at the cinema, but I don't think it showed in our cinema, and then... I had kids as well, so I films like that that I can perfectly watch at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd maybe heard of it, but it was just a, eh, see what it's like. And then, <laughs> yeah, it just... I did like that. I remember it coming out on DVD when I worked at HMV, and it passed me by then as well. And then, yeah, I'd always intended to watch it, and then you tweeted about it, and I was like, fuck, I do want to watch that. <laughs> and Yeah, straight on. Amazon added it to my list and then it disappeared from there and appeared on Netflix. So, but, but yeah, no, I, it's definitely one I'd recommend people check out. And then oh, absolutely. As, as you picked it, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> be a weird just, end if you're like, yeah, no, nobody should so, watch it though. So interesting. So, like, 
bleak yet ludicrous and it's like bittersweet and it's just and as you said it just it just toes that line perfectly and never takes a side no that's it it's yeah just a really nicely put together never, film never preachy or anything like that it's just a, 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 a very it's just a nice story i say nice nice is a bad word but it's an interesting story <laughs> like yeah i mean it's it's nice as long as you're going with yeah. the happy ending <laughs> yeah actually that, that there is a point that that um stood out for me when they're on the bus and the um daughter's reading lolita yeah and he asks her what what you know what she thinks about it asks asks her an analytical opinion and she was just saying how you know it's an older guy who was in love with a 12 year old um but because it's from his point of view he's obviously the bad guy here yet you understand and sympathize with him yeah and i feel as though that was put in the movie because it's exactly the same with with, with ben that as you said he could be played as the villain but you still sympathize and and understand his point yeah. of view <laughs> Well, yeah, to the point where you are rooting with him for a little while. Exactly. And then you're kind of like, shit, no, he gave exactly. his kids knives. Yeah. <laughs> and a fucking bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it does have that wonderful thing of you like, hey, it's a bit like Heat or something like that, where you're rooting for Robert De Niro. And you're like, shit, no, he is a bank robber. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, fuck banks. but <laughs> Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but Or anything like that, any sort of film where you find your it's like um breaking bad's a good example where you fucking yeah. hate skyler you're like his wife is fucking up his life and they're like hang on though this no, guy's horrible this guy's a terrible person we should not yeah <laughs> his, his wife is not the terrible person but why if... <laughs> she's protecting her family <laughs> so what a normal person would do <laughs> yeah you made me made me root for this this terrible 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 person <laughs> Who does terrible, terrible things? Yeah. <laughs> and yet still even at the end of the series, you're like, oh, I kind of wish he got away with it. <laughs> I wish they'd found a magic cure for cancer. And... Yeah. And we're still like, well, maybe maybe he'll turn up turn up in, in Better Call Saul. Maybe he's still alive. No, he'll, he'll be in, a, in, a, in, a, in, in the, the present day scenes. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but Skylar is still fucking up for him. Fucking Skylar. <laughs> <laughs> but... The final scene will be her recognising Saul and going, <gasps> <laughs> messes it up for him as well. Oh, that's a podcast for a different time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a, yeah, like I say, you, it does that nice thing of you like, I'm with you, but I'm also against you. <laughs> <laughs> a big part of me does want to just like, you know, ring child services on you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but if I saw you in the playground, I would fucking have questions. <laughs> but also, I'm not going to mess with you because because yeah, you know <laughs> your kids have knives and they know and they how can to take use down them. a deer. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, that's that's awesome. Like I say, um, cheers as well for doing the shout out and reminding me about it. I really enjoyed watching it. Yes. Yeah, it's it's one of those films that I'm really glad I've seen it, and I do want to see it again. But I'm not in a major rush to watch it again. It's not an easy watch sometimes. Oh no, no, of course not. I mean, I don't even know like I don't know if anyone else had seen it. Honestly, as I haven't even really heard of it that much. Yeah, yeah, it's very much one. Of, it's 
ironically one of the films that would have thrived now if it had come out now with this whole thing going on oh god yeah <laughs> if it had gone straight to streaming it would have really fucking been boosted by that i think yeah 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 here's how you survive under lockdown guys <laughs> it's the kind of film sadly that doesn't really seem to get made that much anymore unless it is going yeah. straight to an obscure either you know a really small showcase kind of cinema or straight to an obscure dvd label or possibly yeah. movie or something like that yeah maybe netflix would have picked it up or something like that but other than that but it might even be too indie for netflix but actually we've <laughs> <laughs> got adam sandler in it we don't want it <laughs> oh god imagine this movie with adam sandler is <laughs> That's that's a very different movie. I don't want to see that movie. <laughs> but you know, somewhere Adam Sandler's just like, I might watch Captain Fantastic tonight. There's probably something in that for me. <laughs> Adam Sandler is a hermit raising his kids off the grid. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Great. Fuck, we're giving him ideas. <laughs> Rob Schneider is his eldest kid. <laughs> David Spade's the youngest. <laughs> Night done. <laughs> Fuck, this thing writes itself, quick. <laughs> God, why aren't we doing this? Because <laughs> we're not monsters. <laughs> we like money. Well, that's very true, actually. It's yeah. Part of the problem. I wouldn't be above, like, getting 100,000 grand to write this or something. <laughs> I would sell out. I would sell out in an instant. Oh, I would. As, <laughs> as much as I'm in it for the art. If somebody was like... <laughs> it's like... It's like, no, no, it's purely, I want this to be my story. It stands on its own. It's like, here's a million. It's like, fine, do what you like with it. Yeah, cool. No, it's fine. IP's yours. <laughs> so I just want a small smidge of the merchandise. The, the, the true fans will still be there. <laughs> I would die if they ever make a Funko of this character. How much? Yeah, crack on. Yeah, no, absolutely. Make 37. Put him in a plant pot next to group. Fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, no, um... Yeah, if people want to check out Captain Fantastic, it's on Netflix at the moment. Yes, that's um, where I saw it yesterday. Although, last time I said something was on Netflix was the uh, Bartley Marathons, and then that disappeared before I uploaded the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix likes to fuck me over. They just look everywhere. It can't be that expensive now either. No, you could probably get it on DVD relatively cheaply, or, like I say, they seem to show it on BBC Two every so often, so... You probably have the time to watch it now as well. Yes, that's it. But but yeah, no, like I say, cheers for doing that. And hey, no problem. It's actually given me a reason to, not that I needed a reason, but you know what I mean? You know what it's like sometimes with films? Yes. I've still got films I bought a decade ago that I haven't got rain to. I just need somebody to be like, have you ever seen? It's like, I haven't, but I'll watch it now. The past, the past few weeks for me have been like, okay, I'll sit down and watch a movie and don't see anything I want to see. And I just go back to Scrubs. <laughs> go back to watching Scrubs. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like streaming's a nightmare because it's like, oh, I'll just watch something on Netflix, and then either everyone's on Netflix or it's just jammed up to fuck. Yeah. Or you spend so long scrolling through to see what's new before deciding you'll just watch that episode of Toys Made Us again or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or it's your bedtime by the time you've watched everything. It's like I've spent three hours just scrolling through, seeing what interesting documentaries are on there. <laughs> adding them to your watch list but not my list my them. list is superb but I never look <laughs> at it <laughs> you got all these superb exquisite movies and documentaries I will watch one day after I've just popped onto Amazon Prime to see what's on there <laughs> <laughs> next but... I'll go to Amazon and do my wish list of stuff I want yes 
<laughs> oh, I wonder if that book's out. <laughs> so, that's it. It's, stuff's not designed to be watched anymore. It's designed to be added to a list to never be watched. Yeah, yeah. Until somebody says, let's do a podcast. <laughs> You're like, yes. It, 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 it is. It's like the new Blu-ray or DVD collection, isn't it? You go to someone's house and look through their, you know, their, their prized possessions of what type of movies they like. Probably 80% of them they haven't seen, but they got Fight Club because that's because people said it's good. I miss being that age where I was young and single and I could go to my friend's house and we'd look at each other's DVD collections. That oh, sounds that like movie. a euphemism, oh, but it's not. And <laughs> just have conversations about film. For It's part of the reason I started doing this. Yeah. So I just miss talking about films. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, to end this... I like to do the Bernard Pivot questions that were made more famous on Inside the Actors Studio. Yes. So if if you don't mind indulging me, I've got ten no, questions for you. This is really difficult, by the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so question one: What is your favourite word? Uh, I've put down automaton because nice. it's fun to say. <laughs> uh, what is your least favourite word? Um. I don't know if this counts as a word, but you know the letter H? I really hate it when people pronounce it as H with the hard <laughs> H at the, at the beginning. That really, really annoys me. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that counts. <laughs> yeah, no. I'll, don't ever watch CSO Miami. The guy's <laughs> called H. Thanks. <laughs> you won't survive. <laughs> uh, what turns you on? Uh, Humour nice uh what turns you off ignorance i can see that yep what what if it's humorous ignorance oh god (laughs) (laughs) it's funny though i don't know oh no (laughs) (laughs) that's just adam sandler isn't it yeah exactly (laughs) oh no we said humorous sorry (laughs) (laughs) he used to be funny he did the wedding singer is a great film yeah uh what sound or noise do you love um, like six in the morning when you've just woken up, you don't need to get up. The window's open, and it's just the sound of like the world waking up. So the birds start singing, and it's just it's it's still very peaceful. Nice. There's something about sounds when you're in bed. It's like when it's raining out and you're led in bed. Yeah, absolutely. It's because you know you don't need to get up. Like like it's raining outside. I'm in bed. Everything's awesome. I'm safe in this little cocoon. Kind yeah. Of. <laughs> uh, what sound or noise do you hate? Uh, squeaking of a balloon. No, I hate. Yeah. I, I I have an irrational fear of balloons anyway. Um, so it's so much fun when my kids come up to me with that with balloons and start squeaking them at me. So much fun. I hate balloons. Yeah. Because all the birthdays happen in May in this house, apart from mine. So it's balloons for the one, and then they kick around for a couple of weeks, and then we blow up more balloons for the other one, <laughs> and they just sit there until they look like. You know, shriveled up boobs. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, my 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 kids are five days apart. Their birthdays are. Um, so my theory is is when is is when you get balloons from one, you could, they they will last until the next till you know the last five days. It's fine. Yeah. See, mine are two weeks apart with my wife's birthday in the middle. So. Oh god. <laughs> May's not fun. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> what's your favourite curse word? See, I don't swear. I, I, this is a really, really difficult one for me because I just flat out don't swear. It's not part of my vocabulary. Um, so I think 
in my comic books, the the strongest word I've ever put in them is crap. So that's going to be my favourite swear word. <laughs> it's crap. To be fair, a well used crap. It's multi use. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I kind of wish I didn't swear, but I I can't help it by this point. <laughs> and to the point where I can't not swear in front of the kids anymore. I tried, but it just it, yeah. it doesn't work. But I also don't want to be that parent that's like, that's a bad word. You can't say it kind of thing. Absolutely. You, you can't just, say it. I want no. them to understand the word. Bit yeah. of, that's kind there, of my there, Captain there is, Fantastic there is, there is thing. There's a weight behind saying, saying a, a swear word that it, it, it feels as though it's used so much in in language just as like, as if it's just like saying the or and, yeah. the, you know. See, it's, um, I can't remember who the quote's from, but it's the, it, it's a punctuation. Yes. <laughs> Not a sentence kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Uh, zookeeper. Nice. That was potentially going, well, I, before I did comics, I was in like animal care and things like that. So that was a potential thing for me. So that, would, that sounded fun at the time. Yeah, still does, but also comics are great. Any particular animals or? No, no. I mean, my my favourites are things like I love red pandas, um, and axolotls as well. I think they're my two favourites. But all animals are great. All yeah. See, my mind instantly goes to the oh, I don't have to clean up their crap. I wouldn't want to have to be there when they, you know, were at the yeah. end of their life, and I don't want to be at risk of a big cat ripping my face off. <laughs> That's yeah, maybe that one. Because I've, I've probably got one of those faces that a big cat would be like, I'm gonna fucking have you. <laughs> <laughs> See, Just, I mean, it, 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 I had to deal with that anyway. Like, I worked at pets at home like a few many years ago, and you dealt with that anyway. You had to deal with like cleaning up after them. You had to yeah. deal with with doing like having to inject them with things if they get poorly, and you know them dying and stuff like that you kind of you know you get used to it so to speak but you just deal with it yeah i suppose it's anything isn't it yeah. it's the same as i couldn't be a doctor because i couldn't deal with people dying or children dying no it's not no. i struggle with some episodes of scrubs in the ER for the very reasons oh god yeah <laughs> they're not real people <laughs> oh god I'm, i think i'm coming up to the brendan frazier episode Oh, I don't. I was thinking about that the other day. Is, have you been listening to the Fake Doctor's Real Friends yeah, podcast? Yeah, that's what made me like, okay, yeah, I'm going back to rewatch it all. Such a good podcast. Yeah. I've only done a couple of episodes. So I'm not sure where they're up to yet because I keep falling behind on podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what profession would you not like to do? Bartender. Because yeah, I've, 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 I've worked retail. And there are a lot of idiots, and they make your job a lot worse. Now, imagine if they were drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that it thing. Like it's one of those jobs, jobs that anyway. looks cool on TV, isn't it? It's like Cheers, yeah. things like that. You're like, yeah, I'd quite like to just hang out in a bar so and people drink. But, it, yeah, it, it, it just seems the worst thing. To having to deal with people throwing up in your bar, people fighting in your bar, just people generally being obnoxious. Yeah, <laughs> I don't drink because I know obnoxious I am generally. But yeah, throw alcohol into that equation and <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and lastly, then, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Um, I've put down. You're looking to go. Hmm. 
I thought you'd be taller. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that was difficult. Oh, that would be just like your Charles H. Yeah. <laughs> just H, Raymond, huh? And by the way, we will swear in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll leave. It's, it's cool. I'll, I'll take my chances down there. Awesome. Cheers for that. I really I enjoy listening to people's answers for those questions. That's why I decided to chuck <laughs> it in. But yeah, it's a. Um, so, where can people find you online? Uh, your comics and what you're working on anything you want to plug yeah 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 um uh for stuff that i've already made um i did a series called death inc where three books um about the afterlife essentially um and i did a book called chlorophyll which is kind of like an adjacent superhero story about an old guy who has superpowers and goes for a lovely walk um you can find my stuff at uh, not so tiny.co.uk and then there's a, a, a link there to my Etsy store um, and because there are no cons at the moment I'm not even I'm not selling very many things that <laughs> really really helpful at this time um, and then I'm on like the, the I'm on the Twitters and the Instagram uh, not underscore so tiny and then not so tiny comics on Instagram um, and then what I'm working on at the moment, um, a book called uh, Firecracker, which is a coming-of-age heist um, story set in the 90s uh, at a secondary school. Nice. What was that called again, sorry? Firecracker. Firecracker. Yes. The title is An Homage to Bottle Rocket by Wes nice. Anderson. That's a film I've not watched for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Back when I was in my Wes Anderson phase. Ah, uh, I'm still in my Wes Anderson phase. See, I I love Wes Anderson, but I kind of... I have to leave it a while and then sort of go back to him like I'm discovering him new again. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. <laughs> he has a style, and it's the same style. Yeah. It's, but it has led to that genius Wes Anderson Star Wars video that somebody did. <laughs> and you're like, I would actually watch that. Yeah. Yeah, give him, a, give, give him a Star Wars movie. They seem to be giving everyone else one. Well, yeah, they might as well. I'm still waiting to get mine, to be honest. <laughs> it'll come, it'll come. <laughs> I don't know, I was pretty unkind about the uh, sequel trilogy. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that's awesome, man. Cheers for doing that. And, hey, um, no problem, it was fun. And yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I've forgotten what I was going to say now. <laughs> yeah, see, I'll, um, see, you, see you one day. Yes, yeah, con when, <laughs> when when cons return and life returns to the new normal. Yes. <laughs> are we are we are we going to be okay with hugging and handshakes again, or is is that it? Is is that gone? To be fair, I was never a massive hugger anyway. So <laughs> this this is kind of gold for me. Oh wow, you're going to be in your element. People avoiding everyone. I'm just a really awkward hugger. I just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people like to hug, so it's. But yeah, yeah. I just. I've, I'm, yeah. I'm, I am admittedly a hugger, but. My my wife can hug me, my kids can hug me, but other than That's that. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're part of my family. And my kids can hug me because they're my kids. My wife can hug me if we're 
you know, doing something that involves hugging. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> We've been married long enough now. We don't need to show affection. <laughs> It's either for business or not at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and on that bombshell, <laughs> that'll haunt you when you're trying to go to sleep there. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Charles. Hey, no problem. <laughs> And that was episode eight of And Why Not. Um, I'd like to thank Charles for coming on and talking about Captain Fantastic. Um, you can find uh, all the links that Charles mentioned in the episode in the show notes. Um, so go on there and be sure to check out his work online and uh, buy some of his comics. And um, yeah, that's it for this one. Uh, you can find the Nerds Who themselves online at Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Haunted Nerds. Uh, on Twitter is at Haunted Nerds. Uh, we're on the True Believers website where you can find all the previous episodes and all the Troob stuff and all that sort of thing and that's uh, oktruebelievers.com and we're on Podbean as at hauntednerds.podbean.com uh, you can also find us on Spotify and Twitter by searching the nerds who haunted themselves um, if you're interested in finding me online, God knows why but some people are um, you can find me on Twitter as at tokennerd I'm on Instagram as Stuart thinks he can draw there's an underscore between each word so it's Stuart underscore thinks underscore so on um, and on Facebook at facebook.com Stuart can't draw um, like I say, that's it for this episode. Our next episode is another Movie Fight special in which uh, Tom Stewart and John Tucker are back. Uh, this time they're fighting over Napoleon Dynamite. Um, yeah, so that should be up next week or the week after. Um, not sure where it'll fall with regard to where this falls. Um, yeah, if you want to listen to me talk about John Byrne's Man of Steel miniseries that rebooted Superman in 86... Uh, you can hear me talk to Tony Esmond about it on the Never Iron Anything, Anything podcast, which you can find on Podbean. If you just search Never Iron Anything, it should come up on there. And, um, yeah, you can find a lot of other great episodes of that pod as well. Uh, so if you're into your comics, it's definitely one to check out. And, uh, yeah, that's it for this one. Um, this has been a Nerds Who Haunt Themselves production, and I've been Stuart Moraine. And until next time, when we Napoleon Dynamite it up, uh, take care of yourself, uh, watch all some movies, and, yeah... Stay safe. Thanks for listening. Bye.